0: Hello! Thank you for joining me on Confessions of a Drama Teacher. I'm your hostess, Mrs. Q. This is a brief intro and a bit of history of how I became a drama teacher. I'm really excited to share my experiences and I'm excited to connect with an audience who wants to know they are not alone. When I decided I wanted to record a podcast, I knew I wanted to create one about theater and teaching. After doing some research, I realized there are very few of us drama teachers in the podcast making business. And I totally get it. We're busy and we have lives outside of school. But I wanted to create something I hope will help. And honestly, with the coronavirus, my school is unable to produce a show this year, leaving me with a bunch of spare time in my afternoons. Even without the coronavirus, I live in a district where we can't afford to produce plays and we do not have after-school rehearsals. So my afternoons are pretty much open anyway, but more on that later. Before we continue, I'd like to state that I am by no means an expert on teaching. Actually, this is my second year teaching and I'm having to complete this second year under unique conditions. But before you decide you don't wanna hear from a youngin' like me, I want to remind you that I'm still a teacher. I'm still here and I fight for my students every day. I've learned that teachers have to stick together and this is even more true for teachers in the arts. Most of us are the only art or band or dance or theater teacher in our building. Others of us might be the only one in the district I'm one of the lucky ones. I have a Professional Learning Community, or PLC for short, of theater teachers from around the district that I get to meet with once a month. We get to share ideas and talk about the challenges we face every day. As we move into the segment about my own personal history, I would like to say something a little off topic. While I do focus on the theatrical element of my own class, I don't want that to discourage other teachers from reaching out and sharing their own thoughts and experiences. My goal for this podcast is to create a community of teachers that want to share their stories and or suggestions, that want to offer advice to younger teachers or for younger teachers to seek advice from more experienced teachers. All right, now that I've gotten that off my chest, I'm going to tell you guys how I became a teacher. I didn't want to be a teacher. (laughs) I was told as a young adult and even in college that people could see me as a teacher. I often brushed off these comments and would say I didn't have the patience or even the desire to be a teacher. As a matter of fact, I grew up in a small town and had big dreams of making it big. I was going to be a star. Then in college, Those dreams of stardom turned into dreams of working with the stars of Broadway. I fell in love with the work of stage management and was part of a university school of theater. I liked the feeling of control and stability. I worked with one goal in mind, learn, graduate, and move to New York. I was in my junior year when my goal was abruptly ended. My advising professor pulled me into her office one day and showed me a sheet of paper. On it were lies from the director and the lead stage manager about my attitude and claims that I just hadn't done well. My professor also claimed that I had not done well. When in reality, the lead stage manager had not done her job and had not trained me well as her assistant stage manager. She wouldn't allow me to touch any of the props and refused to explain her shorthand to me. I tried to explain this to my professor, but I knew if I opened my mouth, only sobs would come out. I excused myself from her office and cried in the bathroom. The only way to move up in the program was to have the support of my advising professor. She pulled me off of a show I was currently working on and had already spent weeks helping to develop. I had sent out emails to students in the school, delivered scripts to the designers, and I had been working very closely with the director. With this punch to the gut, I changed my degree in my junior year. For three years, I blamed the whole situation on the director, the lead stage manager, and the professor. But after telling the story over and over and over, I came to a realization I had not handled the situation too well either. As the professional they were training me to be, I should have stayed. I should have asked why a director who can't even remember my name would say anything about me. And I should have gone to my professor before the start of rehearsals and explained that the stage manager was not doing her job. This was my first lesson in standing up for myself as a professional and I learned that a little too late. Two years and four jobs after graduation, I was working as an event manager for a large scale dance competition. I was thinking of taking my life in the direction of planning events. I used my skills developed as a stage manager and my people skills gained in the service industry and combined them. I was doing really well and was even in the process of starting my own business. I had had a few small jobs outside of my dance competition and it felt like it was the right move, but I still felt unhappy. Something was missing. After a year of working for the dance competition, I started to notice some shady stuff and started to feel uneasy about some of the backhanded promises made to some bigger clients. It was at this point I started looking for a different job. And then I saw it, the sign a Facebook post from my old high school theater teacher that my old high school needed a teaching position filled. I considered it for a moment, but decided against it. They would never hire someone without teaching experience, right? Uh, Besides, I had always vowed I would never return to my small town. And even if I did teach, I would not teach high school. I felt like I couldn't handle their mouthiness. Later that night, I had five missed calls from my mom and a dozen texts telling me to check Facebook and to apply for the job. Even my fiance, who knew it meant moving again after only just having moved six months prior, pushed me to apply for the job. I later found out he thought they wouldn't hire me. Well, joke's on him. Suddenly, the universe was sending strong signals I should apply, and I did. Well, obviously, I got the job, and a whole new world of career possibilities have opened before me. I was accepted as a teacher on a residency license, which just means I know a lot about theater, but not a lot about teaching, so I had to take some coursework. I will be completing that coursework in a few weeks and will be a fully licensed teacher, but i didn't have the advantage of student teaching and i have some pretty wild stories to tell from my first two years as i'm sure you do too i've also learned how hard being a theater teacher is in my part of the united states and i've learned that the coronavirus and teaching theater are not the best mix i've had to learn as i go with the help of mentors and other podcasts But the one thing those podcasts and mentors are missing are answers to questions such as, I teach in an auditorium. How do I manage my classroom? Or my students aren't allowed to be within six feet of each other. What activities and scenes can I do with them? I'm going to share with you my answers to these questions. And for all my experienced teachers, we would love to hear your feedback and your suggestions. As I said, as teachers, we have to stick together. This has been Mrs. Q with Confessions of a Drama Teacher. Thanks for popping in and remember to stay dramatic.